ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Sparking 160 EN podcast, podcast 135. An eventful one. It's been about like a week and a half since we did the last one. Um, so a lot to talk about. Let's jump right into it. Of course, you can follow me at Danny Saldanga underscore on Twitter. And I'm also joined by my boy, Chris. Christian, what's going on, bro? Yeah, man. Like you said, it's been uh, like a week and a half since our last pod. A couple of games, a couple of events. Um, yeah, it's, it'll be good to, to to kind of summarize it all in the little pre-Christmas episode. Um, yeah, let's get into it. Facts, facts. Sam couldn't uh, join us today. He's feeling a little under the weather after getting the poke. But he, was feeling a little si- he said he was feeling a little sick yesterday because he had a positive test in his office. So our man, our man might be uh, Omicron, but... <laughs> facts. Prayers up, we- prayers up. <laughs> Give him a follow just because he might be a Marion right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, he's let's boosted, though. He got his booster today, though. So. Which is good, yeah. Good. Let's uh, – you know what? I actually already fucked up on uh, not having the questions up. Here we go. Uh, so let's grab these questions on Twitter. Quite a few responses today, which I love. It's been a while since we've gotten this uh, – this amount of questions so please guys continue on on the next one uh so first question comes in from our boy paul rodriguez at paul j uh j rod um hey guys who's your player of the year for all of 2021 any positions you'd like to see addressed in the january transfer window christian take that away dude so is this season 21 22 or calendar year 2021 i think it's the calendar 2021 Okay. I think I'm, that's how I'm reading it. Uh, I feel like the calendar year, I'm going to have to go Coats mm. with honorable mention to probably Adan. And you can make a case for a couple others. Mateus Nunes, Belinga are also honorable mentions. Uh, but yeah, that's my answer. Fair. I was actually leaning. You're right. I think Coats deserves it, actually. But I was thinking Pot. Top goal oh, scorer. Yeah. Of course, Pot too. Champions League goal scorer, um, uh, top goal scorer too, right? Mm-hmm. Or is he tied with Paulinho? I think they both have three. Yeah. Mm. Fair. Anyways, yeah. But Quats, I think, is the best shout. Any positions you'd like to see addressed? Um, they're, they're rumored for a center back. But I don't know if that's the most pressing issue right now. Yeah, opinion. center back. You you don't you don't find out how thin you are until you lose two guys to COVID. You know, it's that. It's, yeah, that's the type of thing. But yeah, I mean, we have depth at a lot of positions. Obviously, up top, we're 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 still thin. Uh, he's been using like Jenny Katamo as a, as a bench option, but hasn't put him in yet. When he gets thin on the wings. Yeah, they're also rumored to like be playing that other kid. What's that other kid's name? I feel like it's something Fernandes, also a striker. He was also on the bench for the Penafiel game. The sixteen-year-old, he didn't play though. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, that's another one that I was thinking. Yeah. Of. Um, what's his name? It's Cro- like no, Rodrigo, Rodrigo something. Ribeiro, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. There you go, Rodrigo Ribeiro. Um. Yeah, I agree. Center back or maybe striker. I think. Um, all right, next question comes in from our guy, Nunu Gabriel at Cativilens. Shout out, um, Lauren. Yes. Appreciate the compliment. And also, it is on the docket for later this evening. 
But it the is. conspiracy, it's still on, by the way. For those keeping track at home, where is he? <laughs> Do we have proof of life? <laughs> <laughs> Who is the other one that we used to meme about, whether he was alive or not? Uh, oh, Miguel Luis. Friends, right? Oh, and Miguel Luis. Miguel Luis. That's what it was. <laughs> Miguel Luis. Is Miguel Luis still alive? Who knows? I haven't seen him in game night. <laughs> He's uh, made a couple appearances. Yeah, he also made a handful of... I think he appears at least like once every other month. Just so people yeah. know that he's good and not missing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Next question comes in from our guy, Nuno Gabriel. He asks, what is your guys' opinion on Gonçalo Stivj, uh, based on the two games he's played so far for us in a row, not counting the UCL game because that was a different situation? Uh, thoughts on the uh, 17-year-olds, Chris? 17-year-old? Not year-olds. Um, I mean, he's honestly had... A- officially now like that he we were down two outside backs he had to really step in and it wasn't just in a in a a cup game or league cup game league game i mean he's impressed me he's he's played well in for the youth league he's played well for the b team he's played well for the seniors uh i mean the kids the kids clearly really really good uh it seems like he he's got to be older or something. Also, I wasn't impressed with him wearing the blue headband that were the one game. It's like is that is that your hairband from when you were at Porto, dude? You can't we can't no one can hook this guy up with a new like six euro headband. Fox, <laughs> oh, at least a, a white one if you don't want the green one. <laughs> <laughs> I see a bunch of memes coming. That's from my that. only complaint about him. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Come on, man, you got to forget those roots. I agree. Um, next question comes in, uh, from our guy, Steph at lion. Oh, one July, uh, G U L J U L 1906. If you could swap uh, one, just one of our players with SLB and FCP, who would it be? So one player from, I guess, each team. Which I got to ship someone out. I'll ship out Jovan and I'll take, uh, Luis Diaz. I was going to say, <laughs> if not Jovan, I'll ship out either Jovan or Tabata. And I love Tabata, but for Luis Diaz every day of the week, bro. I guess I would uh, I would ship out uh, Tiago Tumas and take uh, Darwin, right? Or is that is that illegal? Does it have to be like a it starter? Be, like yeah, if it has to be like another like kid, I'll even swap out Tete for uh, Gonzalo Ramos. Oh, okay. Controversial, I know. Interesting. I've never really thought of it. I've never really thought of this this type of question before. You know? Yeah. Agree, Steph. Man. Intriguing. This- Intriguing. Making us think about the enemy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably actually no. I'll probably switch Weigel out for Pelinga because he's the better midfielder. You know, <laughs> <laughs> jokes. Uh, next question from Steph. He says, "At the end of the season, how much will you be willing to keep? Are uh, willing to pay to keep Ruben Amorim? I guess in terms of a contract extension, I'm throwing the kitchen sink at it. What's on the budget, and that's what we're giving him." Do we know what his salary is at right now? I have no idea. Didn't he get a renewal or was there only chatter of it? Um, only chatter. It hasn't, it hasn't been official yet. Okay. But he keeps because- flirting with the idea because there was a press conference maybe a month ago where he said uh, he's like he was talking about people's renewals. I think it was after Padilla's renewal. And he was saying that Ruben Amorim, like him, he himself wants to be next. So he does flirt with it. So who knows? Yeah, no, he, it seems like his all his posturing publicly is, is indicating that he wants to stay. 
he's you know not even entertained the idea of what was it the the Leipzig job when it when it yeah. came up. I'm sure more will come up. I mean, he's he at least from from our perspective, he's done all the right things to convince us that uh, we think he actually wants to stay. But at the end of the day, like let's just say we 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 give him like the George Jesus salary, which was what it was like five mil clean, right, or something like that, six mil yeah. clean, somewhere in there. Um, it's not like the Man Cities of the world, the Man U's of the world, uh, the Uves of the world can't just like match that or more, you know. So, yeah, agreed. It's I a just, tough situation. At the end of the day, I think it just comes up to comes down to his willingness, you know. Yeah. Like we can give him another mill or two, or, right? But I think it's it, at the end of the day, it's up to him, right? And then when when it's time to go, like he'll make that decision because um, he'll have the opportunity. He'll know when he wants to make the jump. Um, the thing yeah. is, I hope that um we stick by this um uh the the buyout clause because what is it 20 million or 30 million for him see i think it was 20 but did it go we up renewed, when he we he might, might have, have renewed have, i think yeah, it's 30 it did 20 or 30. That, i mean i guess if someone price. wants to pay us 30 mil for him yeah exactly which i mean if, if united are really that interested in him and they're the ones that think because you know they're building that whole project thing they're the ones that they do believe that Amurin will take them to the promised land, which, I mean, by all indication, he might. Uh, am I lagging or am I good? No, you're good. I'm good? So yeah. if by all means, like, if if he if they really do believe that he's the man for the project, maybe they'll pay that 20, 30 mil. Who knows? But they did also lowball us with Bruno, so it's tough to say. Just extend that, even if we keep the same bio clause, I'm saying whatever just extend it for a few more years so we can at least still charge that to somebody, you know? Uh, next question. Uh, last question comes in from uh, Nunu Gabriel. Um, he asks, what is everyone's opinion on the possible PK call against us? Did the ball hit Mateusz Jesus' arm or back? Uh, to me, it kind of looks like the arm, uh, to be honest, but tough to tell. Let me just see, say what uh, say what uh, Rui thinks, the real Alfred Ketz, or sorry. Alf Kwatsa Murin Palinga Kampion Kerensky says. Um, he's saying it's hard to tell where it hits. His arm is moving naturally to break the fall. According to the VAR rules, there's only intervention when there's a clear mistake by the team on the pitch. And that doesn't seem to be the case. Like you said, it's hard to tell. Uh, let me quickly transition to the uh, to the Juvicent lineup and then we'll attack that and we'll attack the game as it is. Um, where is it? Here it is. Uh, so I can honestly Juve say I watched this probably like. 20 times the more you watch it the more you think it hits him in the ass i will say that there's two different angles there's one angle where it clearly looks like it hits him in the ass and then there's another angle that's like debatable but it's not the greatest angle to tell so it's tough on my i don't know how to call that to be honest i think they made the right call i agree i agree but like, but it's only because like we've constantly said here, or like you've constantly said here, it's like football. You know, the play, the call on the field stands because there's no conclusive evidence that it was a handball. You know, even if they called that a handball, I think that there's low key enough evidence to overturn that. I don't think it hits his arm because if it hits his arm, it would do something because like your arm is not like your back. Like you can get hit in your back and like your back doesn't like flinch as much. You know, if you get hit in the arm and your arms like extended, your arms gonna like move a little bit and yeah. i don't see that and that's why i don't think it hits his arm 
because if I think of it, I think if it did, it would move his arm more. It's a full play. It's a full, a full strength shot. You know, the guy's ripping it as hard as he can. He's ten yards away. Like it's gonna, unless this, unless he's got, unless he's like the, the got arms of steel or something, right? It's gonna move his arm a little bit. So I'm pretty sure that it doesn't hit his arm, like relatively certain. Yeah, I agree. I agree there. Um, but anyway, so the lineup was uh, we had a Dan and Net, Netu who got a red, Koatsi Nasiu with uh, Stivs uh, starting and Mateusz Reis on the left, Ugarte, Mateusz Nunt, Sarabia, Paulingu, and Pot. Uh, Sarabia coming off uh, for Nunu's son. Sarabia looking pissed, by the way. Um, and then João Pelinga coming back from injury for Ugarte and Bragança coming in and uh, actually scoring his first goal for Spartan, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so Christian, take it away, dude. What were your thoughts? Yeah, you could tell Braganza was, was hyped, even though it was the three nothing in the 90th minute, he didn't care. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, yeah, I thought the same when he scored. I was like, wow, has he ever actually scored? He's almost scored a couple times. I think that's why he celebrated like that. If I'm, if I'm yeah, not yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, this game was really this game was really weird. The first, obviously, the beginning was weird. Two red cards, really uncharacteristic of Netu to just lash out like that. I we I mean, we follow this stuff pretty closely. Like I have not, I don't know if you have seen any explanation as to that, Nothing. like what the guy said, what, like what provoked it, like or anything. So I have, I have no idea. That's a really weird thing. I mean, I'm assuming he must have said something or something must have happened. You don't. Just randomly do that, and if you do, then damn, my man really snapped. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. On, even on the angles, I don't even think Netu makes contact with them like that. But there's a, another. It's like there's not a lot of angles, but like on no, a potential aggression like that, they're gonna lean more on the heavy-handed side, you know, mm -hmm. um, especially an off-the-ball aggression. Um, yeah, I mean, and to be fair, I, th I thought that they got the, the, the red card correct on the, uh, Gil Vicente, Gil Vicente. yeah, 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 and then, very, and then, sorry, very reminiscent just, of so the, much VAR, uh, so much VAR, so much stoppage, and then they only gave plus seven, and you and know what, should have, realistically, should have been like plus 13, that, uh, that red card from Gil Vicente reminds me of that tackle, like, uh, maybe five years ago now that Renato did on Brian. Ruiz. So glad to have VAR now to make those fucking red call decisions because we almost got fucked twice now because he initially handed out a yellow for that. Yeah. Yeah. Bad tackle. And then obviously um, it just, it just seemed like one of those games that could potentially get like out of control could go either way. If they get a goal and then they pack it in, like it gets sketchy. Um, but we got the benefit of, them not really capitalizing on their chances that broke for them. Adan wasn't really called into extreme action that many times, but he did obviously. Like any shot that's like, you know, right in his like zone right here, like he's gonna he's gonna always fucking save it. Um, and and, and so he, he he did what he needed to do. Um, save the ones that are right at him. They didn't really do much. We we missed a couple chances. Paul missed a couple chances, and then obviously missed the PK as well, which was the best chance of the half. Um, unfortunate situation there. Their goal. What are your was thoughts on the penalty mode. itself? Because I thought that was even harsh. The call. I think it's harsh because, like, you have to take into like context, right? 
like if you just think about it like oh like the ball's gone and he kicks him it's like yeah Yeah. i mean that is technically what happened but it's like the ball's been gone for so long It's, it's like he is that even considered a tackle would that be called other places i don't know it's it i think it eventually i think in the end it is probably the right call it's just re- like reckless to be swinging like that but yeah. for that for that guy it is it is unlu- unlucky it's caught it's caught on camera it looks bad when you slow it down it looks even worse um I have to just rewatch that now. Yeah, clear penalty. Actually, now that I see that again, he's keep no, playing. He's just it just sucks it. because it's not really a tackle. I don't think mm-hmm. it's like when you're trying to kick for the ball, and it's just like your your backswing of the guy getting there first of your attempted kick is what's kicking him, not really a tackle. So it is more unlucky in that sense. But yeah, you you gotta call it. I think. Yeah, agreed. But I mean, yeah, I, I thought that this game could have been a lot more difficult. And this game could have been a lot crazier. I guess when we play here, just weird shit happens, right? Is this the new Tondela, bro? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no, not really, though, because we sent, we've been We've been getting results, but the games are always so weird. Yeah, and in the end, true. we ended up battering them 3 nothing. But, like, yeah. it helps to get a, a banger deflection from Nuna Sense right at the start of the second half to go up one nothing right away. Let me. We were messaging in the group chat. We thought like instantly right after it left his foot and it went in like banger. We see the deflection. Then it's. I mean, it is kind of lucky, but Nunu Suns is in good form. Justified his substitution. Justified sacrificing Sarabia because of the red. Um, and he. Uh, I mean, that's that's got to be his goal. Um, on the second goal though, Pot. The, the man of the hour who missed like over one expected goals over the course of this game. Uh, the shot that he takes after watching this one many times, I'm now convinced of this as well. Paul's shot is not going in. Um, Ignacio, who's trying to get out of the way, it like hits the back of his heels a little bit and changes the, the trajectory and it goes in. Uh, that would have been another sh- chance that Pot would have missed in this game if it wasn't for Inacio because that wasn't going to go in. Yeah. Um, so you can see how we're getting the fortune of the game while being the better team, while being on top. You know, Obviously, if these things break differently, uh, maybe it's different. But, yeah, it was, it was uh, in the end, uh, relatively convincing. We were obviously on top the whole game. Our member Bragenza was able to put on a 7.9 in like 15 minutes. Insane. Uh, Magiku. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was uh, – it was surprisingly not sketchier than I thought it was going to be based on how the first half went. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not going to say anything that you just said. My only thing on that Bragança goal, and another one who I think is actually on red hot form, even though he did – Folding it beast mode on that goal, by the way. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I think Paulinho is also in red hot form. 2000 circa 2010 with that shit, bro. <laughs> my guy went for a, you know, <laughs> the wing like he was a winger, beat my man for pace, backflipped it or backflicked it, I should say. You know, passing it, just laying it off the Bragança while everybody's worried about Puck getting the goal off. Nasty. Paul Magico. That's what I'm going to start calling him too, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, nothing else to say more on this game. Uh, man of the match, who do you think? You're going with Bragança too? Or Nunez Sanch? Yeah. Boys? Yeah. Uh, 
shout out to their goalie, who's like family. All 20 of them were like there from Slovenia to watch him play. Played well, made some big saves, saved the PK. In the end, uh, not heroic enough. 7.1. Uh, sorry, who did you give it to? Bregenza? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with. Uh... Did I did I freeze? <sighs> no, you're good. You're good. I'll go with. Uh, I'll go with. I'll also okay. go with the bench mob, but I'll go with Nuno Sanch because I was a banger of a goal, and you just had a, a second kid, if I'm not mistaken. So, shout out Nuno Sanch. That ball spot. Let's let's say, man, that crown. I think it's getting. He's been doing the coma over to cover bro. it up for like years now. But like, it's getting bad now, bro. Let me just <laughs> I feel like he's the ball had, spot's like, growing. It depends bro. how good his haircut is. He's had good ones where it looks like really. Yeah, covered, that's true. He's also had bad that is ones. True. I was gonna. Oh, uh, you didn't play with Balassi. I was gonna say maybe it's time to uh, to to make uh, to get a visit to Balassi and go out to Turkey and repair that, bro. You know, but <laughs> they didn't play together, bro. Anyways, let's quickly touch on the Penafiel game. I actually didn't watch this, so I'll be silent on this one. So take it away, Chris. But our our um, our eleven was Jean Virginia, Luis Neto, Quatz, Matujej, Estevez, and Nuno Santos at defense with our midfield of Ugarte and Bragança, front three of Tabata, Tiak Tumaj, and Pablo Sarabia uh, from Penafiel. No, uh, the only big thing is no um, no Bruno Cesar. Uh, do you know why? By chance? No. Yeah, me neither. Joke. Ronaldo, Ronaldo Tavares, though. He's a former um, academy player. so He was running around out there a little bit, doing some, yeah. some stuff. He has, so like, thought, a half chance. Yeah, thoughts on this game, dude? Yeah, I mean, this game kind of had a, uh, a festa de tasa type of vibe to it, uh, if you will. Um, sporting hasn't played there in... I think it was like eight years or something. Obviously, Penafiel has been in the first division in a while. So it's not that often that, that Sporting's going to Penafiel. So obviously, like, all the kids and stuff are excited there. And after the game, you got to see, like, some nice scenes um, with, like, kids running on the field, et cetera, to get, like, autographs and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was kind of the vibe the whole game. Sporting didn't really in the end do enough to, to finish off the result and, and make it more comfortable in the end for like the, because obviously if you're only up one, nothing, no matter how bad the other teams played in the last five minutes, like they're going to like get fired up and be pushing numbers. And, you know, like obviously if the wrong thing happens, you can undo 90 minutes of good work. Um, but we were always on top. They were always sitting back looking to just, to just counter. Obviously they lacked, quality because not i mean to be fair like it seemed like they had their team rotated as well obviously like they're this isn't a priority for them they're, they're already eliminated at this from this from this competition like the goalies are flipped etc like it's not like they're trying to go all out for anything in this game either um uh so yeah uh it, it was always ours it was always ours to 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 fuck up um yeah, I think the only thing that we need to, I guess, shout out is just, like, individual performances. Um, obviously, shout out to Alex Tomas breaking his goalish drought. Um, that's good. Um, I thought Tabata played well outside of his reckless second challenge to get sent off. Like, I thought Tabata was actually playing pretty well. He was, like, one of the, the focal points offensively. <laughs> Kawats commanded the back. Um, even though Virginia was in that and is, like, definitely more sus when – 
dealing with any sort of type of dangerous situation than Adan. I felt comfortable because Kowats was there and Kowats, you know, nailed it down a couple times. Ishtev's was Ishtev's lacked a little bit of quality in this game, but he was definitely like up and down the touchline, very active, very involved. Um like it's probably like a, like a like a six point one game for him, but you know if the end quality is there, it turns a good game into a great game. Um, but yeah, I mean he's growing. He's played two games in a row now. Um, I, I don't yeah, know too I mean, much about is, his. Uh, I don't know too much about his academy process. Sorry to cut you off, but I definitely see him like he definitely grew up being a winger, not so much a fullback. In my opinion, like as a as an attacker, he's like really great. When it comes to defense, he's he's no poor. Yeah. He's no he's no he's guy who, mind you, he's like seventeen. So obviously, there's room to grow. And with a back three like this, um, he's definitely attacking more than defending. But definitely work to be done on that aspect. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean that's basically. I thought uh, I thought um, Ugart and Braganza was was were solid um, in the midfield um, as well. Yeah, I mean this is just like. It's a pretty pretty easy win. Um, in the end, it should have been a win. I think we only needed a draw. So yeah, yeah, exactly. nothing crazy. Yeah. Stupid at Tabata to get a red card though. And that's why he has he only missed this game because of that, or does he miss the yeah, next one as well? I think it's just one he just game? missed the last one. Yeah. So I know Neto got a uh, two game ban, but that could have been just because he got a straight red. It was a straight red. Yeah, makes sense. Um, just one quick question. Again, I didn't watch this game. Thoughts on Juan Virginia? Um, that's about three, four games now. I think we're going to get that buyout clause on him by the end of the season. I think it's like four or five million, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't impressed me, but he hasn't not impressed me. Yeah. Uh, like, I can tell that, like, he's, like, a little bit skittier, but, like, that's just also kind of the thing about goalkeepers that haven't played in a while. Like that's just kind of natural. Um, I don't know. I, I also haven't seen enough. It's not like they're peppering the, the goal with great opportunities in this game. He probably saw more action in the last game he played. To be honest, they didn't really only they, he wasn't really called upon to do anything out of the ordinary in the uh, in the Bolnis game. He actually like had to field some some shots more. Even though obviously it was like we still won four nothing or whatever, um, yeah. I mean, I it's not like it's not like I've seen enough to be convinced, but it's also it's not like he's uh, I've seen enough to be like, damn, he's trash either. You yeah. know? Yeah, fair, fair. I think uh, after the podcast, at least let's give uh, let's give our boy Andre Paulo some love and maybe play on one. Well, now it's too late because now we're going Dude, to. Dude, they're the trying to hype him up on social media right now. So yeah, you caught, you caught that at all? I did. I have. I have. I actually watched the podcast. I don't know if you had with. Uh, I haven't with watched him. it yet. Does he come pretty across good. as like pretty nice and personable? He's yeah, for sure, bro. He's a great actor. They prank called. Um, I don't know what it was like. Sporting's like saucy hotline, uh, <laughs> and basically he's like, bro, like why don't these guys play me anymore? Like, what can we do marketing wise to like put my face more out? Great. It was a great watch, man. One of the better like <laughs> prank calls that they've done, to be honest. Pretty funny. <laughs> um the only reason why i'm saying like play my guy now <laughs> so you support yeah. the you support the under i'm with the movement. movement i'm with the movement i just haven't had time to photoshop my yeah uh, bro why the fuck he should play dude when's he gonna play now he's kind of running out of games to play in dude that's so is virginia is so virginia gonna play yeah, in exactly. the final four final four 
Maybe against so we'll, we'll transition to that. Straight to the final four <laughs> Maybe I'm trying to think. Did Max play? He might have played though, but we might have had more yeah, than him. Yeah. Honestly, now that I think of it, I don't think Max did play the final at least. Let's see. Uh, I know for because I feel like Jesus definitely and also Kaiser also de- definitely played Max in like the lead up to some of these games, but then like in the final, for example, definitely didn't play him. Yeah, but I mean, even la- let's see, let's see, that's the league of final 2020. Uh, thanks Wikipedia for I that. Don't, I don't think Max played, I don't think so either. You can click game report in Wikipedia, that, yeah, like a little so... blue arrow. Semifinals was against Porto. Let's see. Did he play? Oh. Nope, it was Zidane. So there you yeah. go. So the final definitely Adan played as well. I don't know. I don't know if Virginia is playing it. Maybe he sent the club. I don't know, man. Maybe. Because it's not a Porto, so maybe. Who's better at PKs? Neither. Mm, yeah. Tough to say. Uh, well, honestly, I'll say Adan because Juan Virginia, that PK against Ajax looked horrible. Yeah, true. Like, started, he, like, <laughs> lagged and then went. Like, that was horrible. So maybe Adan. I also haven't, if I'm not mistaken, Adan's never been in a penalty shootout with us, which is shocking. So. Um, but anyways, yeah, thoughts on Santa Clara. That's our next game in the Tasa Liga. It's sometime in January, if I'm it's not mistaken. It's late January. I think it's the 26th. Yeah, so uh, thoughts on that game, dude? Yeah, I mean, they're obviously not in a good position financially or league position-wise. They're in shambles. Uh, It's kind of a shithouse that they even made it here. I feel like they're going to be prioritizing this as opposed to, like, anything else they play. Uh, It's always fun when, like, a team like this wins the test of the league. I remember Morienz won it a couple years back. With Ratinho uh, Podence playing a, a key role, um, and Pelinha as well. Uh, Inacio, Inacio was their coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like I, I support it, but I, I also I have no I have no illusions. I know that Boavista is going to get absolutely rolled by Benfica, easy. Uh, in the other game, so. We can't allow Benfica to just sim sim through this final four. So we gotta get a result. We should get the result. Don't let it go to PKs. They're gonna be trying to shit house the PKs. Like you only have to go ninety minutes, not hundred and twenty. A shit house is very, very possible. Um, so yeah, let's just finish our chances. Pot. Uh, yeah. He'll probably be informed rota- by then. He'll be informed by then. I, do you think we're rotating? Or some rotation no. maybe? Not at all. My light uh, rotation, but not not really. And uh, I just looked up. So we actually play Santa Clara on the 8th of January. But that's for the league. And then we play them on the 26th. So a good little test. At least we can uh, kind of get our feet wet on, on what to expect from Santa Clara. Because I doubt they're going to rotate that much. It's not like they have a lot of depth anyway. Mm. So. Yeah. Question, would Luis Felipe be able to play? Probably not, eh? No, nah, I probably wouldn't because that's a that's a Liga Portugal competition. Uh, let me the say, you probably guaranteed he score might, against us. He might be able to in the in the Tasa the Portugal, but mm. I don't definitely not in the Tasa of the Liga. Yeah, 
fair. I agree. All right. I, I hope not, at least, because I know for sure he's going to score. Um. All right, dude. Let's uh let's go through some things as we as we hinted on the conspiracy, uh, the Ruben Vinag conspiracy lives lives on and well. We don't Talk even get us. updates anymore. We don't even get updates no. anymore on his on his clinical situation, what his treatment is. He must. I still don't know his ankle really bad. I'm saying, like, is this still a sprained ankle? Like, what what's going is on? It here? Like, did, did he fracture it? Did he? Is there ligament damage? This seems like pretty serious. Know. If if he's out for like six weeks with a sprained ankle, yeah. Mind you, he has a and lot of ligament like like damage. How do we not? How have they not told us at this point? It's been they must have exactly. known for a while. Maybe we're trying to. Know. If it is that bad, maybe we're trying to keep it on the hush hush so we can just ship him right back to Wolves. But I don't think <laughs> I don't see how that's like dependent on anything, right? Do um, they were paying a salary? We might be paying. Some he's like job. the second highest earner on the team. Yeah, we might so be paying a part trying, of it. Maybe we're trying to give him back in January. All I know is, even when he does come back, he has a lot of work ahead of him because Matheus Reis is undisputed. Who would have thought in the beginning of the season, Matheus Reis would be our out and out, no, no debate, our starting left back. I mean, At least ever, he might even be center back. He literally never recovered. He was okay to start. We we're like, why does he get subbed out every game? He's not that good. He's kind of okay. It's like two good, one bad. Two good, one bad. Then it became like. Two bad, one good, yeah. and then it became just that not Ajax much. Game destroyed <laughs> yeah, him. destroyed him. Um, yeah, never recovered from that Ajax game. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe uh, just a thought. Uh, of course, it depends on whether he plays more or not. I wonder if Spartan tries to do what we, what um, the White Caps are doing with us with Bruno Gaspar and try to negotiate a price because obviously the ten million, whether he's injured or not, that ten million seems way too pricey for a player of that quality. <laughs> I know. So maybe we're trying twenty to million play. full pass valuation. Right, because it's only fifty percent. Oh yeah. God! Yeah, that's horrible. That's fucking horrible. <laughs> that's like what Poro's market value probably is. It's probably yeah. slightly more than that, but like, yeah, they're not they're not remotely in the same ballpark. <laughs> not even close. Yeah, Poro, by the way. Okay, uh, apart from the the yo, also the have that on my list is I know. The, what what is up with these papers saying he signed? Like exactly. Yo, they've been doing this for like seven months. But now, the thing is that, that but gives it's me hope. Up recently, it's picked up recently. exactly, and like uh, Palinga was announced like this, like two weeks prior to him signing. Um, and I feel like there was one more player that was announced like this. But anyways, Palinga. So was. what you think they're teeing us up to be officially buying him in the January transfer window, and they're yeah. gonna do a big announcement with the jersey, and he's officially sporting player in January. I think so. It's, I it's think- possible. That's yeah. best case scenario. Because that's that's when the transfer window really opens, right? So yeah, I'm assuming that's when it's gonna take place, and the, like the paperwork is basically all done. Maybe they're negotiating terms. And that's terms what it of, seemed like. like. See, that's happens. what it seemed like this entire time. Like it just seemed like the transfer was just a formality. They're just waiting yeah. till it's done, and it's like if they end up doing this right, do June 30th, right? If they do this June 19th, in the end, it doesn't actually matter, right? Yeah, it still gets yeah. done in time. So it's yeah, it's always been a formality. But the way that they've just been saying that it's happened, it's already happening or whatever. It's like he's already signed a deal. It's like how has he signed a deal yet? You haven't even made him official yet. 
or if you have, a, it's like, no, you can't. You they literally couldn't have signed him yet because the no, win, the window so. isn't. So it's like these reports are really weird, you know. I don't know. And if they don't end up signing him in January, these reports are even weirder. So know. there's a few, and then there's a few reports like if we do sign him, um, if a team sell like comes in for like what is it like 20, 25 million, like we have to sell him or some shit like that, and City gets like half of it. Or, or something along those lines. And that's the other thing. So it's like if they're still haggling over details, it's like he's not done. Maybe exactly. maybe wait till June then and, and hash it out. Like, I don't know. I, it's like there's no rush because it doesn't need to be a rush. But also, exactly. like, they're trying to make it seem like it's done. And if it's not done, you don't need to convince us. It's like it's fine, you know, but it's weird. But it's the, really weird. The, the other problem with that, too, is uh, uh, in terms of waiting – is I think because we've waited too long, his market value has gone up. So that makes it less enticing for City to like negotiate and even yeah, yeah. So for nine point five million, they know that they could get double that right now. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And an- and another good thing is at least that might stop uh, City from even just negotiating with Real Madrid directly. Is Real Madrid have actually been linked to somebody recently, uh, and it's almost like a done deal in terms of like what I've read on on Fabrizio Romano's page. It was, um, I think, Leon's right. No, Dumfries. Where does Dumfries play? Leon? Anyways, they're set to be, they're, they're set to, Real set to be signing Dumfries, which is great because then that means Poru, you know, isn't being targeted by, by Madrid, at least not from January papers. <laughs> and exactly, not in January. Um, but yeah, that's another weird renewal. Another renewal was, uh, was uh, Neto renews through 2023. Reduced salary uh, to 800k from 1.2 million. Uh, thoughts on Neto's uh, renewal? Good. I mean, it just it kept him around for another year. Like I, I have no problem with that. And Same. if he transitions to more of a mentor role, as we get more depth, then more uh, next season, I think I think that's fine too. You know, but Did you happen Sorry. he could still play when called upon for now, unless he goes psycho mode. <laughs> unless he does another one of those headbutts. <laughs> Did you end up reading that letter that his uh, that his boy made out to him or his friend made out to him? Or no. agents, whoever it was. What was it? It was very sweet, like saying like when he first signed when he was first signing to Portugal, he was telling this I believe it's a friend. I don't think it's like an agent or anything. He was telling this friend of his that he was about to sign to Sporting. And it was just after the the fucking elk shit and all of that bullshit. And uh, basically his friend was like, Come on, man, don't go to Sporting. That place is a mess right now. Da 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 da. And uh, Netu from the start was like, no, I'm going to be a champion of Portugal. I'm going to do it with Spartan. I'm going to be champion with Spartan. Da, 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 da. And he's like, little did he know he was actually, you know, saying the truth. And then also, like, even in the bad times, like, Netu, was, which is true, actually. Uh, Netu was the first one to show his face, the first one to answer to the public uh, about, like, the bad results and, and all of that stuff, you know. And He's been a captain back, before. He understands, like, the exactly. responsibility. He understands, like what is required of you uh, at a big club, what is expected of you. Um, so, yeah, when, when you're not living up to that, knowing that you have to, to show your face, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I'm happy I'm happy not to stay. Uh, last, in terms of the renewals, is Pelinga, uh, renewed yeah. to 2023. Um, his salary went up from 800K to just a million. Which- 2026, Pelinga. 2026, sorry, 2026. He was through 2025 prior, prior to this. So an extra year. I think they've also increased his bio clause to like 60. No, it stayed at 60. 
State at 60. Okay. Yeah. Big, I, I think this is huge. Um, maybe just one more extra year might indicate that he's staying at least for one more year. Um, I mean, salary going up is nice. Honestly, the fact that he's still making less than what Netu was making is incredible because he's, I mean, maybe I'm biased, but he's top five center defensive mids in the world right now, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Um, thoughts on that, dude? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's good to get the slight uh, boost in his wages. Uh, at the end of the day, like I've always said, I don't really think that this is going to have any sort of factor on him staying this extra 200K. Um, my concern is always, is this just, you know, a way to funnel additional money to agents? So it's like Belinga is getting 200K raise. How much is the agent getting out of this? Is it more than 200K? <laughs> Probably. Um, so I think my man Pelinga should be getting that money, not this fucking middleman freak. Um, but yeah, I'll never, I'll never, uh, I'll never be happy for our guys uh, getting more money. I guess in Netu's case, getting less money. But uh, 800k, I think he'll be, I think he'll be able to live comfortably off of that. I think he'll be okay. Of course, <laughs> he's got um, some savings too. He's got like a 15-year career. <laughs> <laughs> and I think his girlfriend is like an actor or some or an actress, I should say, or something. So they're both well, they're both well off. Um, I'll let you take this completely away. Uh, the next one, uh, clock tension and the communication uh, about the fan behavior, uh, about the flares, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that, throwing it on the pitch, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. So these two things happened like simultaneously. Uh, I think the context of one leads to the. Well, this is like ancient history now, but this was like two weeks ago. Sporting issued that communication, like strongly condemning fan behavior that was accumulating uh, fines. Uh, this is like for stuff that can get fines. Um, they got a fine for chanting, like some. What did they get a fine for chanting? La- like last week or two weeks ago. Something, something, okay. Yeah, they were chanting something like Fia the Puta something, okay? And they got like a 60K fine. So you can get chants for, like, uh, you can get fines for like chanting vulgarities. You can get fans for unopening up a smoke bomb. You can get uh, fines for um, opening up flares. Uh, You can get fines for uh, uh, having like uh, banners or whatever uh, in like non carton do that through sections. like, there's a long list of shit that you can't do. Um, and, like, each thing is, like, various amounts. So, like, Sporting was basically they issued a communication, like, saying that all of the shit, like, all the 10K here, 20K there, 16K here, 5K here, all of that this season had added up to, like, 130K or something like that. And, I mean, basically, like, the response to that is, like, Sporting, like as far as like the the fines, the 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 payments that Sporting has to deal with this year, like the 136k for fan behavior is like an absolute drop in the bucket. And to issue an entire communication, just basically as an excuse to go after your fans, we know that that's like their thing. They like to do that, especially the clocks, who are the people that are who's lighting the flares. It's obviously the clocks, so it's a way for us to just condemn the clocks. Um, yeah, so. Um, it was pretty, I, I didn't appreciate that. I thought it was a, an unnecessary shot, an unprovoked 
shot. It's kind of the contract, right? You want a cool atmosphere, you want chanting and atmosphere and vibes, you know, whatever. You have to pay 100K every 20 games. You know, that's the, that's like kind of the handshake deal that we have going here. Um, as long as these things remain outlawed. And you could, like in Germany, fight for safe pyro spaces, like in MLS. And you could do organize, and you can organize how to wait with the fire department to have safe pyro. Um, but you're not doing that, right? You're just you're just siding with the league blindly and backing their bullshit initiatives. So until you do that, then you can pay 100k fine and honestly shut up about it. Mm -hmm. um, but this tension within the clock. So um, I never even really knew the full extent to this. Um, I actually had a long chat with, uh, well, not a long chat. Uh, he sent me a 25-minute voice memo explaining it in pretty good detail, Irish Sam, um, after he got off of work one night. Um, so, oh, like, Irish after, Sam. yeah, so he's a, he's a uh, dear to do an ultra. Uh, he, I don't know if he's still in it anymore or if he's, he's, he's definitely tangentially associated with it, been associated with it in the past at least. So he's kind of knows more about the internals. Um, but, like, basically, um, it's been building over the past couple years, but like Juve Leo and Diretiva Ultras are like, they basically butted heads since like 2002 when it was started because basically the starting of it was like, you know, of was, was, was fraying within, within Juve Leo, which led to the creation in the, in the first place. So obviously like there's like a history of friction built in because the whole thing was founded off of, you know, disagreement that led to it starting. So there's always going to be some tension depending on how, uh, you know, how into it you want to get. I mean, basically, uh, like, they, it, it's just been, like, tension building, like, relationships with, like, other outside groups. Um, it basically culminated in, like, I think a couple of Juve Leo members, like, roughed up some Diretiva Ultra members, like, after the game at their, like, sed or whatever. Um, and so, like, Diretiva Ultra members who have their season tickets in the uh, Curva Sul like are trying to get their tickets moved to the Tapu North. Uh, they just want to say like, uh, like Juve Leo's over here. Like we don't even want to be like in the same, near the same section as them. Like we want to move all our tickets and be over there. Like not only like just for like convenience, but like personal safety. Like we no longer like feel safe being like in the section next to them. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously as this administration been uh helpful have they been proactive in like helping them move their tickets over to the top of north obviously not right and it's like if by not doing that like what's more likely to happen like it probably an incident of violence right so if you're so concerned about incidents of violence you would help them move their tickets right and that way they're separated and if anything it's less likely for there to be an incident um but if you help them, then you're showing a fig leaf to the clocks and you're doing that. So we can't do that, you know? So just the classic bullshit. So if you didn't know anything about that, um, that is like my fucking one minute just scratching the surface version of it. Definitely more to explore there if that's something you're interested in. Um, but yeah, it is, it is like a bubbling below the surface. Like I know like we talk about like the clocks and whatever, but like, the clocks have tension. The clocks have their own issues. The clocks have their own internal politics as well. Nothing is, nothing is perfect. So, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I had no idea about that. Um, nice. Uh, <laughs> next sort of topic is uh, the shit show that was the Champions League. Initially had us against UK. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you know, they didn't put Manchester City or Manchester United in uh, Atletico's pot. And uh, they had to do a redraw. So now Juve are actually with Villarreal, um, which was fortunate for them because I thought they were about to get slapped by us. Uh, and we got Manchester City. Befica went from Real Madrid to Ajax, which I'm kind of happy because I think Ajax is going to do work on them. I don't know about you, but... They think uh, that that's a better draw. They're mm-hmm. like hype. They all think that, that that's a better draw. My gra- I, I usually say my way my grandpa was talking. I was like... Bro, you don't know this Ajax, dude. You're in for yeah. something. You're in for a surprise, my man. This this Ajax <laughs> team is something else. <laughs> Fucking Anthony is gonna be in either Real, Barca, and have like one of those, or even uh, maybe even City, Liverpool, and have a resurgence on one of those Spanish teams. I think this Ajax team is gonna be is slept on. I think this Ajax team is gonna be another one that was a few years ago that went to the semis. Um, but anyways, thoughts on thoughts on City uh, because that's a really yeah. A really shitty draw. I missed this entire episode. I slept through it and I woke up and just like catching up on it. I didn't even get what had happened for like 20 minutes because it's so it was so confusing. I was like, why did they do it again? They did two draws. Like why? And I couldn't even figure out why they did it. Yeah, that shit is crazy. I would have honestly preferred Juve, I guess, right? Um, yeah. But it is what it is. <laughs> Unbiased aside, because I would have obviously also wanted to keep Juve. You think they were right by redoing the draw, or should it just? I mean, it's water under the bridge. See, I mean, are you taking the Real Madrid position of all the things that happened before the fuck up should have stayed? Would we I have even, been? Would we, we have stayed? Have, no, would we, we before the fuck up. No, we, we were, were after, after the, the fuck, fuck up. up. I think the it was like two or three teams. Like it was like two or three draws that was before the fuck because up. Because I, think I it was like the fourth or third uh, draw. Because I didn't support that either because uh, because it's like if we're just going to do some of it, we might as well do the whole thing over. So. I'm with you there. But I think I, – I don't. I actually don't think they're wrong in wanting that because, I mean, one, obviously Real Madrid wanted that because they got Befica, right? It was a more favorable yeah. draw. Now they're stuck with PSG. So they really got fucked over there. Um, but honestly, I'm even of the opinion that fuck it, bro. You fucked up. Big whoop. Like – it is what it is, and let's keep yeah. going through it. To me, it smells even fishier because Atleti ends up getting United, or United end up getting Atleti. Yeah. So, mm, you know, like, what are the odds? We think what someone had money on on that, and they're like, "Oh, I lost! I, like, I lost the bet, but I didn't even have a chance of winning it." You know? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. It's UEFA, so you can never rule out any fucking sketchiness. Exactly. But. And they're, they're also blaming been, it on like. Here's a, the other thing, you know. Here's the other thing that I thought of is like, has this happened before? Just no one's caught it. Uh, that's a good question. I don't think. Or would someone have caught? Someone would someone have always caught it? Because I go back and forth, you know. I don't know. And also, um, it's like I also like I always joke about this. I always say like anything that happened like before like 1990 like didn't happen, you know. I always say like like you, know, you have like a sports record that you sat in like the 70s. Like okay, like that doesn't count. Like I don't I don't know what the league was like back then or whoever was playing against you or whatever. But that shit just does not count compared to now. But then um, that fucks so up us, bro. They were drawing what the draws were like in like 01 True. and shit when they didn't have HD cameras, etc. Definitely could have been more fuckery. In the modern here's, era, though, it seems hard to fuck it up, though. But here's the thing. They blame that on a computer issue. But who doesn't – I don't know how they don't think, like, 
Yo, United finished first, Atleti finished second. They're not in the same country. We need to put our United in this pot. Even like thinking wise, so I don't know how they fucked that up, or how the com- how does the computer even? Yeah, fuck how does the computer fuck? You know, it up. like yeah, it's like programmed yeah. to just be hundred percent, right? Exactly. To give you exactly. all the scenarios so, and tell you exactly what balls you need to put in, like something. I, I I'm not convinced of their of their reasoning. Something went down, and somebody got egg in their face, and that's why they had to. They decided to redo it, but I think they should have just left it as it is. Um. Uh, COVID outbreak. Now Pauline came back, and and uh, who else had it? Quats had it, but now yeah. Gayu and Tiag Tumaj have it. Um, along Should, with our, uh, I don't know. I think they're both probably. I haven't heard, but it seems like they're not good for tomorrow. Or are no, they back? no. I think no. Gayu might be back sooner than Tiag Tumaj, definitely. Well, the next game is the 29th, so they should be back both by the 29th. Mm, good point. Good point. Um. But quick question on a monocron. I don't know if you're or whatever call I call it a Marion. I haven't even a monocron. Marion. I'm not even gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> you think it's gonna shut down any? I don't know how the situation in Portugal is. I don't know if you're keeping it up. Uh, fans yeah, I've been keeping up with it. Thoughts? Are we gonna have fans still in the stadium or? I don't know. I mean, I think that that's more likely to go before the whole thing's stopping. But yeah, I definitely think fans. Uh, are definitely on the chopping block. You've seen it in other countries already. So the president is there. Yeah, I would not be shocked. For now, it's test mandatory, no matter what the uh, percentage, um, which didn't really affect the sporting games because it's been test mandatory for a couple weeks now since, like, the last yeah. batch of restrictions. Um, it was over 1,000. So, like, the pavilion said at 1,000, so you didn't need one. Um, I guess you're going to need one now no matter what. And... Uh, I mean, Sporting's had over a thousand every game, obviously, so um, it was test mandatory. So I mean, that doesn't change, but I think they should keep that. I mean, it sucks, or whatever. Um, but like, you don't. I don't think you need to have no fans. Show me one study that has shown mass spreading at sporting events. It's outside, like, uh, yeah, just mask, mask in the indoor areas, bathrooms, the concourse areas, of course. Um, you can even do argue for your seat. Let's just be hundred percent. Keep it at your seat. Um, but I think that we can space seats out. Um, I don't think we need to have people all on top of each other. Right. Um, we can do like a sell, like all these games aren't selling out right now anyway. So we can, we can just kind of do what we need to do. Like it doesn't need to change anything. 35 K comfortably fit spaced out. Like I think we could keep having the fans, but I think so too. I don't work in the government and they like to just kind of do block shutdowns of just everything. So I think they're more likely to just kind of get caught in the crossfires of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I actually agree. Um, I actually went to the Bills game and it was like pretty nice. Not say, like, like, ma- like master mandatory, but they're not really mandatory at the same time. Especially not in Buffalo. Yeah, exactly. More, so depends on the stadium and all. Yeah, I, I, like I, uh, I'm going to the game this weekend, and I feel like I'm going to be seeing a lot more masks just because of like people know that there's like a COVID wave amongst us, and uh, yeah, it, it's a packed stadium, seventy thousand people. Like people are just going to mask up organically, even if there isn't a restriction yeah. in place. You know, fair, agreed. Uh, I'll quickly mention it: Ivan uh, Matuj, uh, Kwacha Muring with league awards this season, uh, this month. Yeah, um, the, we we basically we almost swept it. The only thing we didn't yeah. win was uh, forward of the month. Luis Diaz yeah. won that. Deservingly, to be fair. 
Um, and then uh, something I know you'll love to see, uh, Boaventura arrested. Uh, Spartan claims no connection despite a, a, a search, a bushkush. Um, say, uh, so, yeah, take it away. Chris, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, obviously this guy has always been, like, a big player in, like, the sketchy agent game. <laughs> What's funny to me is Bruno Macedo is also one of these guys where it's just like any day now I'm going to get a notification that Bruno Macedo was arrested for, for, for the shit that he's done. Like, George Jesus literally had a private dinner with him last week or this week to discuss his future. It's like people are still just meeting for this with this guy. Like, like you can just be – yeah. until, you're, until you're literally in the jail cell – it doesn't matter. Like they, people would just still keep doing business with you, knowing everything about you. So yeah, this guy, like, I don't know if you guys remember the famous, uh, Ryuwaf players that were offered briefcases of money. Uh, the, the, the one offering those briefcases was scissor Boaventura. Um, he's a long-term, uh, uh, you know, sketchy agent, as I said, with like, obviously ties to wine to, to, to benefit Benfica, but, um, that's just his personal preference. Like he'll make money off of anyone. They say <laughs> yeah. that the reason for the searches was youth team contracts. Um, but, uh, I think that the, 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 basically the, the thing that, um, the thing about him is like anyone else, like they have, uh, like people that do their work for them, like associates, right? So, like, just because a contract doesn't say Boaventura on it doesn't mean that his hands aren't all over it. Um, like, obviously, it's like anything else. Like, your, your company has, like, a boss, and then people work for the boss. And, like, the, your boss doesn't do everything. Every deal that you negotiated, your boss doesn't sign off on whatever. But, like, you're still working for him at the end of the day, right? So, that's what all these guys do with these, like, shell companies, et cetera. Um, they kind of make it so that it uh, obscures their connection to it. Um, but... Through enough digging, things get uncovered eventually, um, which seems to have happened here. That's why he's in a, in a jail cell. Um, but I, what, the one call out I will say, which is I just thought it was a hilarious touch, like presented with no irony whatsoever. Um, they say that the reason, like, Boaventura had no contracts here with Sporting. He's been banned since Brun Carvalho banned him. So that's why there's no way that we could have done any deals with him. <laughs> he got banned by Bruno Carvalho. And since he's been banned, like, obviously, the ban hasn't been broken or breached. Um, right. It just, the, the thing that immediately comes to your mind is another agent that was banned by Bruno Carvalho has seemingly not been banned at all by this administration. He's been welcomed with open arms. So saying that because Bruno Carvalho banned someone is your reason for that, there's no possible way you could have done deals with them, is not the greatest reason. Um, it doesn't seem like that solid uh, of an argument upon further scrutiny. So we'll wait and see about that. I hope I hope there's not more Bushkas and and I hope that they that they haven't done deals with Boaventura. Um, I saw chirpings about like some of these guys that rescinded in like the Justin Martinez, William Carvalho, maybe I don't know. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's, it does seem like there is a a, a seat change, a, a change in the air, a change in the winds in Portugal, and it feels like Pinto Costa yeah. is he's next, man. Like that guy is done for. He is not, like, 
he's been a great run, man. Think about all the corruption that he's done in the last like 30 <laughs> years. But I, I think he's done, dude. V- we saw Vieta go, seemed impossible. But it's clear that Pinta Costa has got the target on his back. And he is 2022 calendar year. I think he's done. Yeah, I, I actually agree with you there. I think they, they made uh, an example out of Luis Felipe Vieta, but they're going to really make an example out of Pinta Costa, bro. Um, yeah, next uh, next topic, record shirt sales. Uh, Nike seemingly, um, you know, uh, topping off anything Macron did, even though I feel like every time I go on La Javierta, everything's sold out. Good to know that uh, the there's jerseys, a reason behind though. it. That's the jerseys, though. Yeah. Exactly. The jerseys are typically in stock, so they're just churning through the jerseys. Good for them. Good for them, indeed. Um, there was a hashtag of Fico, Fica Pablo. I don't know how this came about. Uh, I don't know what came out of it. I just know that I went on Twitter and uh, all I seen was Pablo Sarabia. I don't know if you have any insight on that. Uh, we were talking I have no bit, idea. We I think it's just an bit. organic movement. It's just to try to keep him as, as soon as possible, right? I feel you. I respect that Spartacus. We were talking just a bit prior to the podcast, um, like probably $5 million in wages. How much do you think we're paying, bro? Like the full five maybe? Um, or maybe it's oh, just been supplemented from – I, I honestly, what I think is happening, you know, that seven million loan fee from Nunu Minj, we're probably only getting like two million. Yeah, yeah, that could be. And it. The rest is just going because the load, the loan fee seemed very inflated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, albeit, I think the the and I was talking to a Befica buddy this weekend. Uh, the and he was even saying that he thinks the um the uh, transfer fee for Nunu Minj was low. You know, Nunu Minj, if he was at Befica, bro, he would probably get like you know, 80, you know? Um, so maybe, maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe we also don't have shady, uh, you know, Boa Ventura's on the background, you know, negotiating <laughs> the deals like they do with Felix and all of that shit. Yeah. So. But they, they, the thing is, is they get the 80, but then in the end, what goes into the club is the same because these guys just steal half of it in the end anyways. Yeah, exactly. The Felix 126, dude, how much of that was just like stolen? Do you think? Yeah. The middlemen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Or maybe maybe it was some sort of money laundering in the middle of it to buy some yeah. of these players. Like Lazaro. Bro, I was seeing the other day, Befica bought Lazaro for like almost 20 Bro, million. Yeah, Who? dude. The Lazaro deal is so sketchy. So is the Joan. Like, I want an Joan update. I mean, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, dude. Everything that went on with that transaction yeah. was fucked up. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah. Anyways. Uh, hopefully, hopefully Pablo can stay, but it's gonna be tough. Um, I even see he's got us. demand, bro. I think PSG could probably just sell him, bro. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Uh, you were mentioning, was he rumored to Real Madrid, or you think like? Yeah, no, I saw that today. Yeah. I don't know if it was from like a source or if it was just like fans at sources, but uh, I saw it. Spanish international, so it makes sense too. Um, I even see like uh, I I can even see him going back to like Sevilla or something. I can see him going Premier League. I can see him going Italy and Italy have some funds that they can waste, you know. So it's gonna be tough, but uh, we'll see we'll see what happens from there. Um, quick other touching points, and then we'll get right into Mudalidad's Montero making himself available uh, to a Sport TV Instagram post, and then he also <laughs> said yesterday that he had a very interesting. Uh, phone call yeah uh, <laughs> funny to see montero back i'm not gonna lie for a fourth time or third no fourth yeah. fourth, and fourth. Third. fourth fourth that'd be insane yeah. 
That would be insane. <laughs> he would only be a reserve. We know he wouldn't play that much. Dougal Tomas doesn't even play. So, yeah. Yeah. He would exactly. be – it would be hilarious if they did it. But I, for some reason, I feel like they're not. They did him so dirty, though. To, you know, we sold him on a free to Vancouver. So, um, Speaking of strikers, you have listed here Sporar and Pedro Mins breaking their drought. Uh, three months is that? Yeah, three months. For, Pedro for Mins. Pedro Oh, Pedermans, three months. Sparrow he had a three-month goalless. He had a three-month goalless drought. Sparrow was not three months. Sparrow was like one month. Like one month, right? With yeah. with Mins, at least like, bro, I feel like he barely, he hasn't even played at all. So he's I played less why. than he did at the first. Yeah, he played more at the mm-hmm. beginning. Um, so shout out to them. Four goals in the season. Sparrow, uh, Sparrow, you know, really getting amongst the fans. Oh, dude, oh, he's a regular. Sparrow plays like every minute of every game. And he doesn't always score, yeah. but like. He's getting he's in a amongst the yeah. yeah. And they're three points off the playoffs. So, like, they're in the mixer. Yeah. And there's uh, they're starting to form a little connection between Middlesbrough and Spartan, bro. First, uh, you know, we have that connection with Belasi. We're getting that connection with Sporad. Fabio Rochenbach, back, back, back in the day, played for Middlesbrough. There's a – I might start being that my new English team. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> uh, 15 games, five goals conceded from Adan uh, in the league, which is an insane, insane, insane uh, stat. I feel like we had a stat similar to that last season as well. Um, he just broke, so, like, his own record. Yeah. The only thing that he doesn't – that he won't have against Rui Patricio will be, like, the, the matches played, but – Honestly, in terms of goalkeeping, he might he might be close enough in the competition to be like one of the greats uh, in sporting history. And we've had some we've had some good keepers uh, throughout the years, dude. That's insane. Uh, I mentioned Nuno Santos with a child, Tasa uh, with Santa Clara. Uh, we also have Casa Pia. Let me bring up this. The bancada was horrid. Looks worse than my high school uh, bancada. Yeah, if you're going to the Casa Pia game tomorrow, please don't sit behind the goal. Sit <laughs> in the permanent stands. It's Portugal. Some fucking Thuzé went out and built that shit, and he. Didn't do his best work, I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) Facts. Uh, Lincano or Lysiano, whatever his name is, Brazilian center back uh, from Torino on loan at Southampton for what feels like the sixth. Yo, uh, I did not know he was on loan at Southampton, by the way. Is he getting any burn there? I think he has two games max. Let's have a quick look. And, and, yo, I was open to him to come, but – Honestly, so we get him on loan then? Linked? So we get him on a half a six month loan. I would take him probably. Just for depth. He has yeah. eight appearances on the season. Okay. They're uh, like near league, the, they're flirting with the drop, right? right? So Ten appearances in total. Two EFL Cup appearances, 164. So he's probably played the majority of those games. Eight league appearances in the league. Or sorry, eight league appearances, 346 minutes. What's that? You bust up the calculator. 46 divided by 90. An average of three minutes a game. God damn, bro. He's been like a he's been like a sub for the most part. No, sorry. Three 346 divided. Yeah, no, I'm right. That's correct. Oh, he's played about three full games, is what I should say. Yeah, yeah. He's probably right. played a couple games. Right. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah. Horrible. Um, I mean, I'll take him too, but horrible that we're constantly we're linked to him so much that i don't even want him um and lastly 
Uh, <laughs> so two last things. Sporting and Bissau, they're the only ones to vote to replay the game. Interesting. Between Bissau and, and Befica, of course. See, and now, after further review, I now think that this is politics because I think, as was explained to me by some random, I think, Benfica fan in the comments section of our tweet, uh, like, this could set a precedent that, like, clubs could challenge the result of other games for arbitrary reasons. Mm. And obviously, I think that having seven players including random youth players and a backup goalie playing in the field is not an arbitrary reason, but in the eyes of a court, it could potentially be seen as that. So then uh, let's just say this result gets scrubbed or whatever. And then sporting and goes on to win the title. But if you could like challenge the result of the league based on this one game um, and they just didn't want to. So basically I think they good lawyers bullied all the clubs beforehand. That's why they all voted against it. Um, but I think that our president knew that everyone would get mad at him if he voted for this, and it would be seen as pathetic and weak, which it would be. Um, Peter Costa does not give a fuck how he's portrayed because he's sure. the god emperor, and he can do whatever he wants and has been unchallenged for all this time. Our president does not have god emperor status, so he made a political vote today against it, even though he knew it was going to pass with flying colors. And I commend him for his political vote. <laughs> Good <Sucks>. politics. <laughs> you did it. This is sometimes yeah. your politics is horrible. Your calculations are horrible, but this was a good calculation. Which brings me to the last topic, and then we'll go into modalidades. <laughs> Nuno Souza declares candidacy today. Uh, his hashtag was, I honestly find it something ridiculous. Like, uh, oh, Bill Mill Sporting. And yeah. then, like, in green, in yellow, Umil. Which, uh, we'll I don't see. know how to feel about that. We'll see how it goes. I, I mean, I've liked Nunu the past couple months. I thought he's added good commentary. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see if he ends up having a real chance. I also saw Ricardo Oliveira was, like, about to declare. out there, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know um, who that is. I'm, yeah, I'm less interested in him. Um, he seems more like more of a conventional candidate. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Who knows how many candidates are going to jump in and how close it's going to end up actually being. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, interesting for sure. Those are follow- For those following, it's prob- it seemed like he might, he might, he probably might, or he would. So now it's official. Nice, nice. Again, I don't know how I feel with uh, Umil, like saying something's mine. But it's, it's, you know what it seems? It seems like very old person-y, right? Bellu Mill yeah. Sporting. Like, I want my Mill Sporting back, you know, back in the old days. Yeah. So maybe it's good because those are the maybe. people that are like the, the swing birds. So. <laughs> maybe he's learned a thing or two from Trump. You're not wrong, maybe. Um, but yeah, interesting uh, declaration there. Uh, Going to be good to see. Also, another thing, uh, and I'll, I'll pass it right back to you, uh, Luis Figo. Posting a little picture with what was he doing? What was he in town Mm, for? Who was he meeting with? What's going on? Smells like election season. We're three months away. It's in like end of March. We're getting a Figo endorsement, do you think? Mm, Or a public endorsement, do you think? Maybe for Fernandez from Figo. Maybe Figo gets some sort of job like Betu got had last season. Oh, maybe they're looking to bring him on and they're gonna flex him as part of their uh, the new program, like it includes Figu as director of something. Oh, interesting, potentially. Maybe, maybe, yeah. 
Yeah. He had like a similar. He had some sort of sporting role at Inter when he retired. So, could be that. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> we'll Something see. to track, bro. We we're we're on top of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're like we're like four four. Nah, we're like we yeah, we're basically four months out. I think it's gonna be in April the election. Oh, okay, okay. For some reason, I was thinking March, but yeah, okay. Regardless, we're, we're in that season that it's yeah things are gonna start getting hot and heavy soon. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I just, I'll, I'll say it now. I don't see Fernando's losing this one, but we'll of course see, maybe there'll be some good arguments going forward. Um, all right, dude, take it away with Moodley Dodge. I left the, the, the futsal one up there. Um, and, uh, maybe some other ones around here. I don't think so though, but yeah, take it away, dude. All right. So let's start with hockey. Uh, we lost four, three to Benfica, uh, which was a bad result. Benfica is in like sixth. Um, we beat Thermos OC 9-0 for the Tasa of Portugal, and we're into the round of 32. And then over the past couple of days, we've been playing the Tasa Intercontinental. Intercontinental, I think that's how I'm saying it right. In- international or Intercontinental Cup. Uh, we lost the first leg to Porto 6-3, won the second leg 6-5, so it wasn't enough. Lost 11-9 overall, and now Porto's calling themselves world champions. Uh, good for them on their world championship. Uh, I will say the, the, the table is interesting looking because Sporting's currently in fourth in the league for hockey, um, but we have one game less. So everyone has 13 games and we have 12. Uh, points 34, Porto. Barcelos 30, Olivadense 29, Sporting 28. So a win will put us in a second, but for now we're in fourth. Uh, handball, we lost to Porto 31 to 30, and we beat um, AM Medeta 41-18, which is battering um and so we sit one point ahead of porto with a game more so the porto win will put them ahead of us in handball ladies footy we beat villa verdens 9-1 in in the second leg of the Tasa de liga so 12-1 aggregate win into the quarterfinals and we beat albergeria 8-0 for the league um b team got a result like a week and a half ago 4-2 win against real sc shocking result they don't ever win usually draws or losses and then they drew 0-0 this past weekend against caldas uh they're like eight points off the uh promotion spot the top four going to promotion then like uh, five through like 16 going to the relegation it seems like they're not gonna get in that top four but for i mean they're only like six or seven points off so like they're in, it's like within touching distance but i don't think it's gonna happen uh futsal uh, 2-1 win against Quinta de Lumbus, and we are eight points up against Benfica with one game more. So we're actually chilling in the futsal table. But as we all know, the futsal table, it comes out of the playoffs. So it doesn't really matter. Um, basketball, uh, 83-77 loss in our second FIBA Euro Cup round two group game. So we're one and one now, and then our next two games are going to be against Benfica. So that's uh, going to be fun. Benfica in Europe, I'm sure the atmosphere. Actually, Omicron might have something to say about the lit atmosphere at those games, but I hope not. Um, then we beat uh, CSM Ordea 94-63 for the league, and uh, Overdense 95. Oh, no. CSM Oradea was the team that we lost to in a few Europe Cup. And then for the league, we have two straight wins, 94-63 against Ovidence and 95-83 against CAB Medeta, who's actually in first place. The 
asterisks on their first place is they have three games more, and they're mm-hmm. one point up on Sporting and Benfica. So Sporting and Benfica have ten games and nineteen points. CA Bima Data has thirteen games and twenty points. So we're basically tied with Benfica for like first or second. Um, and then the U23s this past weekend lost three nothing to Benfica. And U23 is not going anywhere either. They're going to be in Tassa Revelação for sure. They're not going to be in the they're not going to be in the championship uh, battle. And uh, yeah, those are the uh, modalities for the past twelve days. Sweet, sweet. Um... Yeah, just covering the Casapia game. Um, home uh, return to home tomorrow, home. right? Tomorrow, yeah, for Ruben Amurin and for Andre Paulo, who uh, Amurin actually, uh, I guess I don't know if he used him as a keeper, if he was just out there, but he was at Casapia at the time, or Casapia that at the time that Ruben Amurin was there. Um, how are they doing this season, anyways? They're like up there, they're doing really season, good, right? Yeah, they're doing really good. They're on a run. I think they're top three. Uh, they barely stayed in the division. Only stayed in due to uh, who the fuck went down instead of them. Not sure. I did. I freeze. You did. You did. You're back though. I hear you at least. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can see you, but I, I can hear you. you too. All right, I think he's gonna load soon. Um, oh. I have this the spinning rainbow wheel, but I could still hear you the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I still hear you. Too. Um, I was gonna. Oh, there you go. Say, yeah, Kazapia uh, wasn't even really supposed to be in this division. They got relegated, but uh, for for being barely in this division, they've had a great season. So. Yeah, I'm actually kind of nervous a little bit. I have actually here the second division. Um, they're actually in fourth. Uh, they just lost this weekend a crucial game to Riwav, who just passes them, and now is uh, up to third Riwav uh, in the promotion playoff. So not as good from Riwav, at least, but uh, really great. As you were mentioning with Kazapia, let me see if they have any familiar faces on this squad. Uh, don't think so, though. Rodrigo Gallo, I feel like I've heard somewhere. Cuca Fernandes, I feel like I've heard somewhere. And not a lot of familiar faces. Um, they had Jefferson. But anyways, what do you expect of this? Gazapia? I don't know if he's still there. He was there. He might have got, he might be a free agent now. Uh, transfer market. Let's pull it up. Actually, he might have gone back to Brazil. I think he might have gone back to Brazil, actually. Let's search him up. Jefferson. What's, what's my guy saying right now? Well, the only problem with this is be a bunch so of Jeffersons. Jeffersons. Yeah. Okay. Jefferson has a Pia. It's one F, I believe. I think it's two. Oh, definitely not. Is it two? Okay, let's try two. Jefferson. There he is. Oh, without club. My God. Oh, damn. 
yeah, he went back to Brazil. Let me mute this. He was at Casabia though, right? Oh. Yeah, he was. He was. How do I get out of here? Mark Cardi is the one who must decide. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, he was at Casabia from October 2020 to June 2021. Oh wow, not bad. Uh, but anyways, let's have a look. <laughs> Damn, could have been a homecoming for him. Casapia, yeah, not a lot of familiar face, like some familiar names. Platini from Shavsh. Oh, that's a rivals. Okay, I've heard of Platini. He was okay back in the day. Mm, not much else though that I can see. This is from a rivals though. Let's see squad. Um, but anyways, yeah, in fourth. So um, how do you expect our team to look, dude? I think it's going to be rotated a little bit just because of the fucking all the people that are hurt slash COVID. A couple yeah. COVIDs, a couple injuries, a couple suspensions. Yeah, so I think it's going to be shuffled a little bit. See, Interesting to see if Virginia plays, actually. Yeah, it would be. I, I don't see why he doesn't, though. Let's be real. I think he probably will, yeah. I mean, we need some sort of rotation. We can't just constantly play a van. I mean, we can, to be fair. We can. I don't know if Virginia has those. Because uh, I feel like this season we really love the uh, the certain amount of games you get to, you have to buy him for. Uh, that clause seems very popular this year, but I don't think Virginia has that. So No, I don't think he has that either. And, yeah, he's definitely not enough. He's only played, like, three or four. Yeah, exactly. But who knows? They probably put, like, a 10-game fucking thing, and then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what are you saying this game? I mean, I think it's an easy win. I think we'll win. I think we should win. I think it'll be two one. Two one. Some like the Fenerbahce game, a little spicy. And the Ms. Other. Ms. Zingle, I think we'll get a start on the left, and we'll play with Matijaj in the middle with Inasu and yeah, you know what? Now that I think of it, I think Quats will play this game too. Uh, Ugart, Ugart Bregansa in the middle again. Yeah. Paulinho, Sarabia, Nusantz up top, maybe. Something like that. Tabata yeah. can't play. So maybe unless Tabata plays on the right, who knows? Uh but yeah, I think uh I think uh a sport thing went easily. Two nothing, you say two one. And then after that, this weekend we have a game as well, right? Against uh Portimanes, I think. Portimanes. So that'll be a tougher game. Um Portimanes just beat uh who did they beat? Up in six, they tied the familiar count, that's what it was. Uh, that was today for the Tasa That was today, yeah. Tied against the Roca, though. Did um, they end yeah. up winning in the end? Uh, I think so. I think I've seen them go through in Tasa Pizal. Let me see. Again. Yeah, Familia Count. Yeah, off, on penalties. They won 4 2. Damn. Yeah. All right, dude. I don't know if there's anything else left to say. If not, we're going to wrap it up. I think we got it all. This is a pretty uh, action-packed episode. Facts. I have to round up everything for the last two weeks. Um, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, again, follow us uh, over here. Follow Chris here. Follow Sam there. Follow me there. Follow us, of course, at Spartan160EN, or underscore EN, I should say, on Twitter. Um, it's been fun. We'll see you guys probably next week or the week after. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, if not, happy New Year's. I'm sure we'll see. Stay safe out there. Facts. It's not Facts. easy these days out here, so stay safe, everybody. Facts. The Amarion variant is uh, taking over. He's trying to boogie up on you. 
<laughs> Peace out, guys. Have a good one. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Oh,